Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 1st of July. And we start with breaking news. And US comedian and actor Bill Cosby has walked free from prison after his sexual assault conviction was sensationally overturned. The 83-year-old has served more than two years of a 10-year sentence for drugging and sexually assaulting a woman at his home in 2004. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court released Cosby on a legal technicality over an original deal the comedian made with a prosecutor. He was Lisa Bloom, attorney for three of Cosby's accusers, speaking on CNN. I'm absolutely disgusted and shocked by this ruling. And to think that it's all based upon a prior sweetheart deal that a prosecutor made with Cosby. The ruling bars any retrial in the case. Also making news this morning, a war of words has erupted between the states and federal government over the rollout of the AstraZeneca vaccine across the country. Earlier this week, the Prime Minister announced anyone over the age of 18 can now receive the jab, but state and territory leaders and GPs say they weren't consulted, and Atagi's expert advice still recommends the vaccine only be given to those over the age of 60. But the Queensland government has come out firing at the Prime Minister. Here is Chief Health Officer Jeanette Young. I don't want an 18-year-old in Queensland dying from a clotting um, illness who, if they got COVID, probably wouldn't die. We've had very few deaths due to COVID-19 in Australia in people under the age of 50. And wouldn't it be terrible that our first 18-year-old in Queensland who dies related to this pandemic died because of the vaccine? The federal government is standing firm. The Home Affairs Minister blasting the Queensland government over the current outbreak that's put parts of the state into lockdown. There were three cases of COVID recorded in Queensland yesterday, including the brother of a 19-year-old receptionist at the Prince Charles Hospital who spent 10 days in the community while infectious with the highly contagious Delta strain. Home Affairs Minister Karen Andrews lashing out at the Queensland Premier, saying it's the state's responsibility to ensure frontline staff are vaccinated. She is doing as much as she possibly can to ensure that she puts up a smokescreen to hide the inefficiency and ineffectiveness of quarantine that is administered and managed by the Queensland Government. Meantime, New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian has not ruled out extending COVID restrictions past the school holidays, as the state recorded 22 new cases of COVID yesterday, including a trainee nurse who wasn't vaccinated and worked at two major hospitals. South Australia avoided a lockdown yesterday despite five new cases, while the Northern Territory has extended its lockdown to Alice Springs after a positive COVID case spent a number of hours at the local airport. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground and to New South Wales. And a state MP has been forced back into isolation after health authorities admitted they made a mistake letting him out of quarantine. Our reporter Kim Bradish has the details from Sydney. Thanks, Tash. Victor Dominello, who's the state's customer service minister, is now at home in isolation along with dozens of other New South Wales MPs after the agriculture minister Adam Marshall tested positive after attending a pizza restaurant in Paddington. 
Paddington. Mr Dominello tested negative twice and was deemed a casual contact by New South Wales Health before yesterday being forced back into quarantine. Authorities saying he has not posed a risk to those he has interacted with in recent days. Yesterday, he appeared at a press conference alongside Premier Gladys Berejiklian, the Health Minister and Chief Health Officer. While Adam Marshall has revealed he feels like he's been hit by a bus after contracting COVID. He suddenly got very severe flu symptoms, sore all over and wanted to sleep all the time. He says he feels like he's just ran a marathon when doing simple tasks like making a cup of tea, telling nine more people need to take this seriously. It's just been quite debilitating and um, and quite eye-opening for me that a lot of people seem still a bit blasé about the impacts of covid and uh, I can assure them that uh, it certainly knocked me for six and I'm a person in my mid-30s and, and very, very healthy. To Victoria now, and Anna Coffey is another step closer to seeing her dying dad who's in palliative care. Anna rushed back home from New York but was then caught in Sydney's hotel quarantine system. Our reporter Hannah Sly has more from Melbourne. Yeah, so Anna has finally made it here and she admits it's a relief. The 32-year-old was granted a compassionate exemption and received a charity flight into Victoria yesterday afternoon. She's now just waiting for police to finalise documents so she can temporarily leave her hotel and the final green tick of approval is expected this morning. Anna says it'll be weird to wear gloves and a face shield when she does see her dad, but she's grateful just to be able to be with him. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. As we know, house prices have increased by around 10% right across the nation at the moment, but stocks are up a whopping 24%. That's right, Tash. The end of the financial year yesterday showed the awards was up a huge 24%. But the AFR survey of fund managers says the share market will be lucky to be up 2% for the rest of this year. Lockdowns, the Delta variant, inflation and China were signed as potential problems for stock prices. But remember, this is purely guesswork and I suspect that this 2% call is way too conservative. And talking about uh, the COVID crisis, Peter, leading business groups want to offer flexible hours and access to paid or unpaid leave to speed up vaccinations. That's right. Four of our leading business associations agreed yesterday more vaccinations will protect our economic recovery from lockdowns and they think workers need incentives to get jabbed. Economically, it's a good idea, but if a boss encouraged an employee to be vaccinated and they had a clot, it would become an insurance problem and a big brand challenge if the employee died. Also, Peter, working from home has taken a new twist with a Japanese company charging employees who want to be home-based. Yeah, this is unbelievable. Yesterday we learned accounting firm Deloitte was to allow its employees to work where and when they want, even after lockdown. But Japan's disco chief has a different idea. The boss of the company explained his pay-to-work-at-home levy on his employees this way. Ordering some people to go in while others stay at home is unfair. The company offers behavioural incentives and the choice is up to you. Oh, my goodness. Interesting story indeed. Thanks so much, Peter. Cheers, Sash. 
Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, all 18 AFL teams are now in Victoria, but will there be games in South Australia this weekend? Yes, good morning, Tash. The AFL is still planning for the Crows to host the Lions at Adelaide Oval. That is on Saturday. Now, both teams would fly in and out of Melbourne. The Crows and Power joined the other 16 clubs in Victoria yesterday with those new community transmissions from the same family in South Australia. They are not in lockdown at this stage, but a weird situation where you've got the Crows coming to Melbourne, but then flying in and out of their own state uh, to host the Brisbane Lions. Defender Brody Smith says he has no idea how long they'll be away for. All we know is we're going to Melbourne and not sure for how long, but I'll pack a big bag full of clothes and see how long we stay for. Round 16 begins tonight. The Suns hosting the Tigers at Marvel. That match moved away from the Gold Coast. Uh, they've got a couple of big guns coming back, the Tigers, in David Asprey and Tom Lynch. And talking about COVID changes, Brett, it could be possible that Melbourne may host the Origin Games 3 after all, but maybe not at the G. Yes, what a turn of events this would be. Of course, they lost Game 1 to Townsville. Uh, Now that Victoria seems to be in the clear COVID-wise, it could be switched to Amy Park. It is a stadium set up for Rugby League. It would be a reduced capacity. The NRL would dearly love for this to be in Sydney, but lockdown is due to end just five days before Game 3, and with the situation there, that appears a massive risk. McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle is another hot option at this stage. The Players Association is calling for the likes of a Tamworth, Mudgee or Dubbo uh, to get a crack at hosting Origin 3. Now, further north in Townsville, Cowboys coach Todd Payton is in isolation for 14 days. He went to the Townsville markets on the weekend and came in close contact with a positive COVID case, so he will not coach them uh, on Saturday against the Knights. Uh, CEO Jeff Reibel says that Dean Young will call the shots and he's revealed their travel plans. It'll be back to charter flights for the foreseeable future uh, and uh, uh, we'll go down on Saturday afternoon, uh, play the game and, and uh, get home probably 2 or 3 o'clock on Sunday morning. Now, the NRL slapped Canterbury with a massive 50 grand fine. Five players attended a Bondi pub, later listed as an exposure site. Shark star Josh Dugan, he's also been slugged 25 grand. He broke at protocols by visiting a restaurant. So plenty going on in the NRL. At Wimbledon, Nick Kyrgios survived a nasty fall on the grass to take out his first match in six months. Hadn't played since the Aussie Open. He defeated 21st seed Ugo Ombert in an epic fight setter. Uh, he slipped during the baseline in a rally, hurting his hip. He felt a little bit sluggish before going on court. He returned, of course, this was across two days. It was suspended last night due to the 11pm curfew. I'm not the most flexible bloke, so anytime I, you know, my legs spread a little bit apart, so, um, you know, going down, it was pretty brutal. Like, it hurt. Like, my hip hurt, um, but... You know, I just got back up and showed some resilience. Well, let's hope he's okay for the second round. Novak Djokovic getting through a little bit easier this morning. He's into the third round, Tash. Massive day in sport. Brett, thank you. Thank you, Tash. Sydney siders are waking up to a very eerie sight again this morning. For the second day in a row, a very thick fog has settled over the empty streets as residents enter day five of lockdown. The iconic Harbour Bridge barely visible, while essential workers out on the road are being told to slow down and take extra care. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and take care. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.